Hi, my name is Madeline Holly Rosing. I'm the writer creator of the Steampunk Supernatural series, Boston Metaphysical Society. You can check us out on Kickstarter, uh, Boston Metaphysical Society, Volume 2, until May 12th. Uh, Facebook, uh, Boston Metaphysical Society comic. Uh, our website is bostonmetaphysicalsociety.com. Twitter is mhollyrosing. And this is Two Geeks Talking. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Two Geeks Talking is an entertainment industry interview show where we interview the creative people from the comic, film, TV, movie, and video game industries. And of course, I'm your host, Kurt Sasso. Welcome to Rapid Fire. Today, we have a returning guest on the show. She has been with us two times in the past. This will be her third time coming on the show. We're joined today by the creator of the Boston Metaphysical Society, Madeline Holly Rosing. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on the show, Kurt. It's always <laughs> fun to be back. It's good having you back, and congratulations on a successful Kickstarter campaign, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I apologize for the the, the old Zoom thing behind me. That was from the uh, the audio drama uh, Kickstarter campaign, and I forgot how to change it out before we started. For those that don't know anything about yourself as, as a creator and as a person as to why you're on the show, tell us who you are and what you are bringing to Two Geeks Talking. Sure. Uh, my name is Madeline Holly Rosing. I am the writer, creator of the steampunk, supernatural, graphic novel, prose, and audio drama series, Boston Metaphysical Society. The reason why I'm here today is I'm currently running a Kickstarter for volume two of Boston Metaphysical. That will comprise our four previously published sequels, The Scourge of the Mechanical Men, The Spirit of Rebellion, Ghosts and Demons, and The Book of Demons into one book, plus a bonus 10-page story, uh, which is exclusive to this trade paperback, art by Roberta Ingranata, who is currently um, drawing Doctor Who. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're consolidating everything into one easy trade paperback, so that works out very well. Yeah, it, it, was, it was time. It was time. And it looks beautiful, too, by the way. I loved, I loved what you were doing, so it's Thank it's you. Next question then is, what is your creative kryptonite? Time management. Oddly enough, I'm actually pretty organized, but it just always kind of sneaks in on me. I'm always amazed that I get anything done. I guess I just keep chipping away at everything a little bit at a time, and it, it does. <laughs> it's like magic almost, but, uh, but not. <laughs> now, I've asked you in the past, what is the wisest thing someone's ever said to you? But I've changed it up recently, asking, what is the second wisest piece of advice someone has ever said to you that has stuck with you in your career? It's actually something I wish someone had told me previously. That was to learn basic graphic skills. And that's not to do my own art or anything like that, but to put together marketing material, graphics for you know, for the web, for the website, just basic things like that. It's, it's, it's something I... I do not have the skill sets for, and I really wish someone had sat me down and said, no, you need, you need to go learn this. And that would have been really good. It's always like something like that. I mean, fortunately, I have people I can reach out to and say like that I can hire, which I do to who take care of that thing. But sometimes it's just simple little things, which I wish I knew I ha had to do. And I don't. It's sad. <laughs> 
If you couldn't be a writer or a creative person that you currently are, what job would you do? That would be difficult because I've actually had multiple careers in my life already. Any of them I could go back to. I've, I've worked in law as a paralegal. I've uh, been a marketing director. I've also been a fitness instructor. Probably the most enjoyable was uh, being a fitness instructor, um, even though it paid the worst. <laughs> you know, it, it was nice to be able to um, affect people's lives in a very positive way. What is an early experience where you learned that language had power? Many years ago, and I, I'm afraid I may date myself at this, is uh, I was part of a, a high school group called Junior Statesmen of America. They taught me debate and public speaking skills. And uh, that was critical. That was so formative in my life to be able to learn to uh, speak publicly without you know, having a meltdown is really, really important. And, you know, I think anyone who is hesitant to speak in public should go take something like this. Or I think now they have, uh, I don't know if Toastmasters still exist or not. I have no idea. But some sort of public speaking course that really will help you in all avenues of your life. When you transitioned from the various careers that you've had to your current creative profession. Why did you want to do that at that point in your life? Well, I've always been writing at some point. Um, in, in, in every job, I've, I have been writing. And sometimes my creative writing, I'd be doing at lunch hours or just on weekends uh, in between the regular nine to fiver. When I <clears throat> became a fitness instructor, that was a, that was a part-time job. So my time was a little bit more flexible. And I was really able to devote... Uh, more time to the writing because of that. When I decided to retire from from the fitness industry, the the change wasn't wasn't huge. What are three things that you have accomplished recently that you are most proud of, and what three creative tasks are you looking forward to accomplishing? I guess the first one would be completing my MFA in screenwriting at UCLA. Getting the first six issues done for Boston Metaphysical Society. <laughs> that was like, yay. Um, that was a huge achievement. That was five years of work and Emily's hard work, of course. You know, getting getting picked up by SourcePoint Press. And then three things you're looking forward to accomplishing? Writing the story for Lady Mechanica. I'm very excited about that. Uh, yeah, they, they, they've been great. We've, we've both been really busy, so... I should be starting out that when I'm finished with uh, this Kickstarter. The second thing would be getting back to the next series for Boston Metaphysical, which is a, will be, a, I'm moving away from the one shots and I'm going to be doing a, a four issue mini series. And that's already outlined out and I've got the draft done for the first issue. But yeah, I want to go back to that. A, a long-term goal is, during the pandemic, I came up with an idea I really liked that was completely outside of Boston Metaphysical, uh, a sci-fi comedy thing, and I, I really want to go back to that. And that would be in prose form, though. That would not be in graphic novel form. How do you think creativity was formed? Uh, by necessity, critical to our survival uh, on the planet. You know, sometimes the old ways of doing things no longer work, so you have to be creative in order to make sure you feed yourself. <laughs> what is some insider knowledge that only people in your line of work have? How difficult and time-consuming producing a comic is. 
if I think if I had known ahead of time before I started this process, I may not have ever started this process. <laughs> now I'm, I'm obviously deep into it and it's, it's just part of you know, doing business and part of my, my regular life. So it requires quite a lot of you. Even if you're not doing the actual drawing, you still have to, as a writer, you still have to, to hire the artist and the colorist and, and essentially you're producing the comic and making sure that everything comes together. It's quite a slog, particularly the first time. What social stigma does society need to just get over? That we're not that special. <laughs> I know that may be very controversial. But if you look at the larger universe of things, we're a pretty, pretty, pretty tiny, tiny speck. Yeah, I think if, if people had a better, better grasp of that, we might have a happier world. Well, Madeline, I do hate to say it, but that ends this particular shortened version of Two Geeks Talking. Uh, before I let you go, where can we find you and how can we support you online? You can find me on Kickstarter until May 12th, and it's Boston Metaphysical Society, Volume 2, that's currently uh, available. Um, we are fully funded and heading towards our last stretch goal, uh, stretch goal number seven. You can also check out our website at bostonmetaphysicalsociety.com, Facebook, which is Boston Metaphysical Society Comic, Twitter, M. Holly Rosing, and Instagram, uh, MC Holly and the numeral one. And thank you so much for having me on the show, Kurt. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> like I said, that ends this particular interview on Two Geeks Talking. You can, of course, find this interview and a thousand plus others on our website, tgtmedia.com or twogeekstalking.com. And, of course, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash tgtmedia. And as I say every week, everyone has a story to tell. It's up to me to help bring that out. Thanks for listening, watching on Two Geeks Talking.